When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. This is the post-cast edition, the uh, therapy session, if you will, to go over the Saints 20-10 to 10 butt whooping at the hands of the Steelers, the formerly 2-6 and six Steelers. I will say, I think this Steelers defensive front seven is very good. Um, I mean, I think that's just kind of a an AFC North staple, um, and it's just what you get when you when you face teams from that division. Saints couldn't block a lick. We knew they were going to struggle in that department, but I didn't think they were going to struggle that badly. TJ Watt is really, really good. They could not block TJ Watt. <clears throat> just it's just frustrating. But this this is not going to be more of my ranting. This is going to be a Mailbag edition to go through some of your rants to get something, some of your complaints off your chest, right? And uh, I like to do this after the games because it's important. It's cathartic. And we're going to start with Mithra Pai. We'd be better off letting Kamara run the Wildcat. I think you'd be better off letting Kamara touch the ball. How about that? Like You look at like what the Giants are doing with Saquon Barkley, and I get it. You don't want to overload a running back, but there's, there's overloading a running back, and then they're giving him 11 touches in a game. You know, the Saints didn't extend drives, which, fine, you didn't get a ton of plays, so 11 touches, he did lead the team. But, you know, one of the reasons you didn't extend drives is because you didn't get the hands, the ball into the hands of Alvin Kamara enough. <laughs> so I think I don't think those are mutually exclusive. But, you know, this team has proven week after week that they cannot incorporate Alvin Kamara into the offense in the way they need him to be to win games consistently. Why that is the case, I don't know. But they they should be doing a better job of getting him involved. No question. One more. This team needs more than a QB. We don't have one on the team. I mean, this team needs a lot of things. Let's be real. This team needs a lot of things. I don't think there's enough team speed on defense. I don't think you have enough playmakers on offense. Your backup running back is Jordan Howard. And even if Mark Ingram is healthy, your backup running back is 33-year-old Mark Ingram, right? Like Mark Ingram is still a competitive NFL running back, but, you know, where is the depth? Like, where are the good young players who you're bringing up, right? Like, you watch the Cowboys playing. Like, oh, look at this Tony Pollard guy that they brought in behind Ezekiel Elliott, right? Like, you you bring in those players. You draft those players. You develop those players. Jalen Warren, right? He's an undrafted guy. Like, where are these young skill players? Because the Saints don't have them. 
you know, outside of Chris Olave, the guy they brought in this year, which was a departure from your typical draft decision making, right? They drafted Traquan Smith in the third round a few years back, and that's about it at the wide receiver position. Um, so I, I just don't, I don't understand this hesitance to use draft assets on skill position. It's a team that's built through the lines, and I get that, but year in year out, it just doesn't seem like you have the pieces and. I just don't know how you change that without without changing your philosophy in the draft. Saints should have made a trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I guess. I, I don't see how he would have changed the fortune of this team. The, I mean, this is not a competitive football team, and it's not necessarily the an issue at quarterback, right? There, there are far deeper issues with this team. And I start with the defense. Like, I, I we can't always keep coming back to the offense, and I get it. Like, that's going to be where where the noise goes a majority of the time, but the offense was not the side of the ball that you expected to be dominant. You didn't, you expected the defense to be dominant and they have absolutely not been an asset. The defense as a whole has not been a game winning unit in all but one game this year. I don't know what happened in that. Maybe, maybe, maybe they they got hyped up because Alvin Kamara stood up in the locker room and they and they got the positive vibes and went out there and they kicked ass against a, a bad Raiders team um, because that that has not translated the last two weeks from the defensive side of the ball. The energy hasn't been there. And if you went into this season and told me that this defense was going to be average to bad, I would have told you blow it up. Blow the team up because if this defense is not going to directly impact winning games, you're going to lose a lot of games. And that's what's happened. Kyle Brister, if Dennis Allen stays, then Carmichael has to go. I mean, here's the thing. Again, the whole point, the whole idea behind hiring Dennis Allen as the head coach was you are maintaining continuity and you know, you're going to maintain offense coordinator, defense coordinator, assistance, like all these key positions you're going to maintain and so you're going to maintain Dennis Allen, who is comfortable with all of them and, and is good at leading those that group. If you're going to start from scratch and you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator and you're bringing in a new defensive coordinator, maybe, I don't know. I don't think you do that with DA. And, and, and I, I like DA as, as, a, as a guy. Like I, I just don't think he, he, he is able to lead a locker room in a way that, that you have to as a head coach. And, you know, it's, I, I, I like, it's tough to say that, but, at a certain point, you look at the results and it's like you are what you are. You are what the record says you are. And the record says you're an 11 and 35 head coach. I don't know what you do with that. But the, the thing is, I think you do have to give him a chance to turn things around, right? I don't think you're just going to fire him because, again, who are you bringing in, right? But I don't know. It's, it's frustrating. Kyle Brister, can you say Frank Reich? Yeah, I mean, there's going to be there's going to be options. Um, I mean. I think that there is a scenario where you turn things around, you start playing better. But I think at this point, it's too late in the season. Whether that happens or not, it's too late in the season. You have already you have already kicked that down the road, and you know, like you would have to at this point finish the season five and two to get to eight and nine on the year. You haven't won five games in your first ten. I don't think you're going to win five games in your last seven. Christopher Fava, the O line is bad. How are they going to block Aaron Donald? That is a good question. The only thing I can say is that the Rams offensive line might be just as bad. And I don't know if Matt Stafford is going to play in that game. Now, if you had if you had gone to Pittsburgh and won this game 
and you would harass Kenny Pickett and you know, the offense struggled because your offensive line is in shambles, but you were able to put up 15 points and win a game 15 to 10. You know, like I go back to a game like uh, the Saints Jaguars in 2019, where you went in there with Kenny Bridgewater and you walked out with a 13 to six win. Right. I think you also won a game 12 to nine that year. Like if you were able to win games that way, then I would feel completely differently about, about this Rams matchup because you should be able to harass either Matt Stafford or John Walford in the pocket with against that offensive line. And if you can do enough and you can force turnovers and you can get sacks and you can, and you can continue to play in front of the chains, you can win games that way, but you, you need the defense to do its part. So it's like, I don't even know, like you're, I don't think you can block Aaron Donald, uh, even with a full offensive line. I don't think you can block Aaron Donald, but the way things are going right now, it doesn't matter because you're not going to be able to stop the, you know, the, the Rams offense. I wish I had positive things to say. I really do. Christopher, again, we're so bad. I feel like we're the punching bag for other teams to beat. It, it really, it really does feel that way, doesn't it? You don't want to be the team that holds on to a losing coach to save face. What kind of message does that send to the players and the fan base? Yeah. I mean, I just think what's the alternative? Like, you know, it's like, you're just trying to get through a season at this point and you're, and you're trying to, and you're trying to, maintain the locker room and so to me that is the question it's not about whether you think da should be the coach of the team it's whether the players think da should be the coach of the team right and if they still do and they still rally behind him then that's your answer if they don't if you lose the locker room then that's a different story um i don't think he's lost the locker room now i haven't been in the locker room today (laughs) i don't know if that changes uh, in one week, I don't know if maybe the cold weather makes things more miserable, but I, I, it doesn't strike me as like a lot of sniping going on. You know, I think that this team is frustrated and this team wants to win games. I don't think DA has lost the support of the players, so that's why you you keep the head coach. You know, so, sometimes you just have a bad season, right? Like that's that's the thing is. A bad season is 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 not the end of the world. And if you fire a coach every time you have a bad season, you're going to have a very rough time because you are not able to have any continuity and you are not able to build anything because every every time you struggle and go five and twelve, I, I still struggle to do the 17 in my head. Uh, you know, and then it's like, oh, gone, jettison, start over, you know, when you bring in a new coach and and a new scheme and a new and a new set of coordinators, and then you try to rebuild the defense and do something else and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's difficult. If you go look at what the Giants have done the last several several years, you know, that's difficult, right? Because you're bringing in a new coach and things change, and then the players have a new coach. And, you know, it, it, sure, the combination has to be right, but at a certain point, you got to let a guy build a, build a program. Now, in DA's case, it's a little different because he has been here, so it's not like it's not like you have this, this complete – overhaul but if you bring in a new coach it is a complete overhaul here's the other thing and this is kind of where i'm at with it is you can't tank this year there's no first round pick at the end of the rainbow so if 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 you want to give dennis allen another chance which i think is what's going to happen is you give him another chance at the beginning of next season and you say okay let's see it let's see you turn this thing around and you give him the first half of the season to make his case and to to try to turn things around. If it works, great. Fantastic. If it doesn't, then that's the season you were going to have to tank anyway. And so 
you go into that season and if everything goes down in flames and you end up with a top five pick, there's a sales pitch for the next head coach. But, you know, right now, I don't think you're going to be able to bring in anybody. And especially not someone who knows that if they struggle, you're going to you're going to fire them into the sun. Uh, so that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. But like I like I said in, in my opening rant, I think you do need to make major changes in how things are done and how you're operating. Um, because clearly there's a disconnect. Marianne Williams ring. We have a defense that does not create turnovers. It's baffling to me. I like there's a certain level of randomness in turnovers and, and takeaways and and make getting get, making them happen in big moments. But there's no there's no randomness to the fact that this team just does not generate turnovers. They had they forced one fumble today. They weren't able to get on top of it. There weren't any close interceptions, right? I, I don't know. It's it's baffling to me that this team cannot cannot generate turnovers in any meaningful way. And I, I I mean I don't know how you how you fix that, but it's it's very frustrating to watch. Yes, sir, fan. We just need to tank for a good second round pick. <laughs> I mean, at this rate, the Saints are gonna get a pretty nice second round pick. <laughs> Adam M- Michelle's Michaels kicking the can down the street with bad contracts too. It caught up, and now you have no youth and no tradable assets. I don't think those those two things are mutually exclusive in terms of assets and contracts because you know the Saints have never been a team that overspends in free agency at least not in terms of bringing in other other players like they'll they'll pay top dollar for their own players but you typically don't see the Saints just break the bank to bring in a free agent they like to find the the quote unquote steals you know those guys that might be flying under the radar DeMario Davis is a good example so I, I don't I don't know if the contracts and the assets are, are the same thing, but it's it's more of a volume issue, in my opinion, where, for example, you traded the entire back half of your draft to go up and get Adam Troutman. Now, Adam Troutman has been fine as a third round pick, a, a depth tight end, but he has not been, you know, a guy who you could now go back and justify it's like it's like so you have a dartboard right and you have five darts and instead of and you just need to hit one bullseye and instead of shooting five times at the dartboard you said okay i'm gonna give you four of my five darts so that i can take one step closer to the board now you've still got to hit that bullseye you feel more confident that being closer to the board you're able to hit that bullseye more often than you would normally from the from the further back, right? But you still got to have the right aim, and you still got to you know get your form right, and you still got to hit it. Now I don't know about you, but I I still can't hit a bullseye whether I'm standing three feet away from it or not. And so like that's that's the situation you have, right? But would it have made more sense to just stand there and take five shots at it? Probably. And you look at the depth now, and I think I think that approach in the draft is the bigger culprit behind not having depth, right? Like the Saints aren't without their first round pick next season because they signed a bunch of bad contracts. They're without their first round pick next season because they wanted to go all in for this year with DA. (laughs) And just like that dartboard, (laughs) they missed the mark. I think that was a good metaphor. I came up with that on the spot. 
but I think it's a it's 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 a good metaphor because that's exactly what's been happening, and I think that that is a big issue. And but you're right, it is it is how Mickey goes through the draft, and when it's successful, great. But I think over time, it has been detrimental to the depth of this football team and the long term prospects in terms of developing talent in house. Yes, sir, fan 02. Well, at least we got LSU going to the SEC championship. I agree. I'm excited. I enjoyed watching LSU this year. It, it's been a long time uh, since I've had fun watching LSU games, but it has helped make football weekends more palatable. Um, and I will be going to Atlanta to cover that game, so I'm excited about that. Uh, I was also in Atlanta for the last time they were at the SEC championship, and I was there for the Peach Bowl. I've watched a lot of LSU games in Atlanta. Kind of strange. Jay Jarrell, Tyron Matthew has been avoiding tackling anyone to the team. Think they'd sell some jerseys. No other reason to hire him. Local fandom versus on-field performance means nothing. Yeah, I mean, he has not lived up to the expectations that you had. I don't think he's been as bad as, as people want to say he has been. I just think this team has been bad across the board, and, and he's he's been a part of that. Let's see. Let's go for a couple more questions, and then I will cut this off. Mithra. We go in more in the direction of the Jags. That's not what you want to hear. Well, we have we have we have an optimist, Frederick Wagner. The Saints will win next Sunday, and they will win five more games. You know, I actually don't think beating the Rams is outside the realm of possibility, especially if Matthew Stafford doesn't play. Because <laughs> if you want to talk about disappointing teams, we can talk about the Saints all you want. The reigning Super Bowl champions are right up there on that list. It's a little easier to palate to stomach because you obviously have a Super Bowl ring. It's kind of like when you watched LSU in 2020 and you were like, well, this is awful, but hey, at least we got that. But, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling just as hard as the Saints are. Yes, sir, fan. O2, big modern warfare fan. Cut the bullcrap, Jeff. These are the same players Sean Payton had last year and we went 9-8. and eight. So what gives? The players are not listening to DA. You know, I agree with that, right? I've made that exact point is that like someone came to me on Twitter and was like, well, Sean Payton couldn't even win with all these injuries. And it's like, he literally did last season, literally had more injuries that he had to deal with. They set an NFL record for players started in a single season. They went nine and eight. So yes, it's like they, they did deal with this stuff last year. And yes, Sean Payton is a Hall of Fame head coach. And if anything, all this season has reinforced just how good of a head coach Sean Payton has been and is. Whether losing games is a sign that they're not listening to the head coach, I don't know. But I don't I don't think that losing games and losing the locker room are the same thing. At a certain point, being bad enough just drives everyone insane. And you know, it, it, it's something you have to address and you have to change, make changes simply to reset the deck and 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 get everyone on on a level kind of field. But I don't know if that's something you do midseason. I don't see how it would how it would fix things this season. Levon says, go listen to the DA interview. He said he doesn't care if he loses the locker room. Go check it out. Well, let's see. Because I think we have a good locker room. Um, I think we have a bunch of guys that are fighters and and I think they're gonna still, you know, fight and compete in the actual podcast but effectively what he says is he was asked if the if the if he's worried about the f- fracturing of the locker room he said no and he effectively said 
No, because the leaders in the room are going to take care of, you know, the the leadership in the room, and he thinks they have the the right players. And Andy Dalton echoed him, and I don't think that he said he doesn't care if he loses the locker room. He said that that he does not believe that the locker room splintering is something that will happen. Whether that's the case, I don't know. And and I've I've always kind of felt this about head coaching situations. Like no one benefits from firing your head coach midseason. You don't. You do it if you have to. And I don't think that that's the case here. Now, if you get to a point where the players no longer want to play for the coach and you see effort, and like you, like Matt Rule, for instance, got fired after his coaches stopped. I mean, sorry, got fired after his players stopped playing hard. That is a different situation. I did think that you, you, you got to a dangerous point late in this game where you see like, man, are they playing hard enough? Um, and I think the last two games at the end of the game, there were some serious questions to be asked about those last few drives where you were unable to stop a team that you knew was running. But I, I don't think that I don't think that he is uh, taking for granted the the situation that he's in right now. Merlin John Abair Jr. The Saints are going to be bottom feeders for the next few years. Yeah, I mean, it's it sure is trending that way. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It's it's really tough to figure out. Don Tomasino, Loomis and DA believe this team was good enough with Winston, so they traded our first round pick. Now they won't even put Winston in. Fire them both. Now, outside of that final final bit, I agree one hundred percent. If if you you made your bed with Jameis Winston as your presumptive starting quarterback, and you you drove this thing into the ground with Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback. You should at least go like say your own course, stay the course you set and put Jameis back in, assuming he is healthy enough to do so, which you have already declared he is. So I agree with that. I would be very surprised if you do not see Jameis Winston back on the field next week. Now, if it becomes a question of whether he can survive behind the offensive line that you can run out there, that's another story. But I think you 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 are 100% ch- making, making a serious consideration to putting him out there and I would argue that it's the only only logical course after watching what's happened the last two weeks but all right that's going to wrap it up for this edition of inside black and gold the post game therapy session that I feel like was much needed hopefully uh hopefully we figured a few things out because the Saints surely didn't thanks everyone who chimed in who left a comment who listened make sure you head over and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, Overcast, whatever, whatever they all are. Radio Public, I can keep naming them. Make sure to go over there, hit the subscribe button, rate and review, and uh, hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Noak. Let me, let me know what you think. Let me know what you want to hear. One of these weeks, maybe there will be some positivity and I can stop just being so glum, but not, not this week. Not this week. All right, y'all. Peace.